just made the list. Part two, baby. This is the second part of the list. It's been a hell of a list. We'll see. It, it actually drastically dropped off in the amount of names that were uh, called out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think we're in the I think we're in the ebb of this this whole movement, not the flow. And hopefully that's a good thing. And I don't mean that's a good thing because people aren't talking about it. Hopefully that's a good thing because most of the folks have been called out already and there aren't a whole lot more who have been doing horrible things to individuals. That that's literally what I mean. Can't stop, don't stop, Rockefeller records, cause we we get on, baby, we get on. Oh, that was a group nobody remembers. Um, yeah, it is, it is, it is poignant. It is good that we're talking about it. It's great that it's come out. We got a lot to uh, a lot to go over on this, as far as folks speaking out about their accusations and other folks coming out about it, both men and women. And that's that's rightfully so because it's not just a female issue, although the male issue isn't as prominent. It's, it's definitely a male and female issue. But before we move into all of the, uh, the shit, let's just say it. Before we move into all the shit, basically we're going to bust into this week in pro wrestling history. This is a positive one, a good one, a, a actually industry-changing week in pro wrestling history, because on June 23rd, 1996, WWF held the King of the Ring pay-per-view. The King of the Ring semifinals were Stone Cold Steve Austin defeating Mark Merrow. Yes, he's the guy that banged Brock Lesnar's wife before uh, Brock got to her. Fun, fun story about that. This is a little sidebar. Mark Merrill has been on record saying, I think he wrote it in a, in a book or a memoir or something. He was like, uh, you know, when he was with Sable, she started becoming distant and she started not talking to him as much. And, and he really started getting suspicious that another guy was sleeping with his wife. And for those of you who don't know about uh, Mark Merrill, Johnny B. Bad, whatever, he's a former Golden Gloves champion. Like, he's a champion boxer. He'll knock you the fuck out. He's not somebody to play with. He said, well, when I heard this, I was like, uh, you know what? Let me just find out who the guy is who's fucking my wife, and I'm going to knock him the fuck out. And time comes on, and he finds out that it's Brock Lesnar who was uh, – banging his wife, and he said, you know what? Forgiveness is a very beautiful thing. <laughs> I just love that quote. Like, even Mark Merrill is just like, Brock was banging my wife, so it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, a Golden Gloves champion boxer is just like, meh, okay. Uh, yeah, Steve Austin and Mark Merrill... Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts defeated uh, Big Van Vader. Also on the pay-per-view that wasn't part of the uh, King of the Ring, we had Smoking Guns, Billy Gunn and Bart Gunn, defeating the Godwins, Henry O. Godwin and Phineas I. Godwin. Yes, that spells H-O-G and P-I-G because they were farmers. They have to have pig names. And they retained the WWF Tag Team Champions. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Jerry the King Lawler. Nobody knows why the fuck that happened in 96. What the fuck? Mankind defeated The Undertaker by submission. That's a badass 96 match. Ahmed Johnson defeated Goldust to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Then we had the King of the Ring final. Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Jake the Snake Roberts to win the King of the Ring tournament. But pasty. It was not the victory itself that would cement him in the pro wrestling history books. It was his victory speech 
And he said, the first thing I want to be done is get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring. Get him out of the WWF because I've proven, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. You talk about your Psalms, talk about your three, your John 3.16. Well, Austin 3.16 says, I just whooped your ass. Which ended up becoming the best-selling pro wrestling shirt of all time. And dare I say was the sign that took up more screen on any television during 96, 97 than at any and any station anywhere, you would just see that everywhere. That was not the main event, though. The main event saw Shawn Michaels retaining his WWF championship against the British Bulldog, which nobody remembers because of Steve Austin becoming Austin 316. This was the turnaround for the WWF. WCW was whooping their ass handedly. And they actually would for uh, a few weeks after this also, but this was basically the big turning point. They had the merchandising. It, well, yeah, at this time he, he was barely stone cold. He wasn't stone cold yet. I mean, he was just Austin 316, and it wasn't until after the Bret Hart stuff and everything else where he really got big. But uh, huge turning point in pro wrestling history right here. Just... Him saying the Austin 316 thing, which was not scripted, was all on his own, literally saved the WWF. I mean, this is if this isn't a if this isn't a poster board for why people should just be able to be unscripted. Not every wrestler, keep in mind, there's there's wrestlers who, who need to be scripted, but why some of them shouldn't, this is it. He could be the ringmaster, Lance Archer. <laughs> Not Lance Archer, the other guy named Lance Archer, damn it. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention it last episode or the episode before, whatever. When we seen the pay-per-view, 10 is not Sean Spears like I had predicted. He is a completely different... I've seen him, and it's not him. I don't know why somebody else is just named fucking 10. That doesn't seem to make sense. I haven't I haven't answered that question, but I did answer that it's not Sean Spears, so it's not the predictable route. But as a wise man once said, just because it's unpredictable doesn't mean it's right. Not sure where they... Oh, too right. I mean, those two, keep them out of the ring. Yeah, keep them out of the ring and just keep them on the mic. It would be badass. I would love it. I'd be all for it. And I think, I think both of them, I mean, we know Jake would be. I think Stone Cold would be all. Well, yeah, Stone Cold has his toe in the WWE pool, and he makes a lot of money off of them. So I guess it would depend on what Tony Khan is willing. It all, You know what? It all comes down to, to the two C's, pasty. You know what the two C's are? Yep. Creative. Cash and creative. If you can make a wrestler be happy with cash and or creative, they'll do what you want them to do. That's the two C's, baby. Speaking of the two C's, Bret Hart was not willing to uh, bend to the two C's, pasty. Let me ask you this. If Bret Hart then tells us, as he did and has told the world, that when he got into the ring, he had an agreement with you that it would be a disqualification. Is he lying when he says that? No, he's not lying about that. He thought for sure that it was going to be a disqualification. That's which, what he thought. Which to me says that you, you agreed to that with him, right? No, I didn't agree. So, so where's the confusion here? Well, I guess the, I don't know that there is any confusion. Bret thought that... Why did he think that then? Brett thought it was, that he was going to be a disqualification because he had heard it. 
But it had every reason to think that it was going to be a disqualification. I knew otherwise. Where did he hear that from, though? Like, I, 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 oh, no, no, he, he heard it from, from everyone who set it up. He heard that. So when he says that you lied to him as he was heading into the ring... Um, He's right. That's typical Vince McMahon. He, he starts out, he starts out the interview talking one truth, and then by the end of it, after you know giving facts, he speaks a completely different truth. Well, he's right. Well, what you just said? You just said what the fuck? Yeah, that's a. Of course, that's a. That's an older interview about the Montreal screw job. Well, I'm sure he does, and I'm sure because it costs so much money, they just give up. That's an old interview on the Montreal screw job, but it's just a perfect uh, vincism, if you will, about how he just spins the truth. You know, you ask him one thing, and he lies, and he lies, and he lies, and then you give him facts about it, and he's like, well, you know, he's right. I'm not wrong. I'm just saying he's right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. The exact opposite thing I told you that I said was right, but he's also right, saying the exact opposite thing. Oh, Vince, we love you. Where would wrestling be without him? Where would America be without him? Donald Trump. Yeah. It, that is true. He stays out of the light a lot. Oh, it would be insane. Yeah, pretty middle-of-the-road <clears throat> response. He doesn't take any responsibility. I guess that could be one way. To, I, I, I didn't think of it that way. That could be one way of looking at it. I yeah, there's stupid... There are stupid wrestling. I mean, we talked about this last week. There's most wrestling fans are horrible human beings. It's sad. It's sad because we're wrestling fans, but most wrestling fans are horrible human beings. Um, Skrull, Skrull does have a point. Now, 
to be fair, no matter what age you are, if you're not comfortable with something, you shouldn't have to do it. But um, I do want to point out, we mentioned she was 16 years old. 16 years old is age of consent in England. So, uh, no, that should change in America. Personally, that's my feeling. Maybe, maybe I'm stepping out of the fucking. Maybe I'm stepping out of the box here. But... Yeah, but I, that, that's not the thing. That's not the thing. I think a woman of sixteen should be able to consensually have sex with anyone she wants. And I think a woman of any age, let's say forty-five, if she's not consensual, it should be bad. I don't think. I don't think the age of 16 is the issue personally. Um I'm a fan of I'm a fan of the age being knocked down to 16 because they are consensual. They know what they're doing. Uh they know what they're doing when they're doing it. If she's not comfortable with it and she doesn't want to do it, that's wrong. I'm not saying Skrull is right in doing what he did. I'm saying the the age of 16 is legal in England and so he's right in that. He didn't do anything illegal if it wasn't coerced. If it's coerced, he still did something illegal. So now we're getting into all sorts of systematic shit. Yeah, but there's some people like me who just drink alcohol every day, and it's like, what are you going to do? Just not drink alcohol. Yeah, I know I, I agree with you. Um, I, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad he's acknowledging it, and I'm glad that I'm glad that he gave her support. He never did admit wrongdoing, but he gave her support, so that's at least a half credit. I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, moving on, former NWA Vice President David Lagana issued a statement regarding sexual assault allegations made by independent wrestler Liv Savage that we talked about last week. In fact, it starts out with the term last week. Last week, Liv Savage accused me via Twitter post of sexually assaulting her a decade ago. Liz and I were friends for a total of about five to seven years before and after the alleged assault. I take Liz's allegations seriously. The first time I became aware of her allegations was last week when she made them publicly. I take them so seriously that I voluntarily stepped down from my position as vice president of Lighting, Lightning One Inc. and its company, the National Wrestling Alliance, after learning of her allegations. I did so because they predate the position, and I didn't want to involve the men and women of the National Wrestling Alliance during this time. The incident she described did not happen. This is this is his account of the story. Liz is correct that she lived with me. However, her claim that I made a non-consensual move on her while she was while we shared a bed is false. I did not touch her in the way that she claimed. Liz claims that I kicked her out of my apartment because of the alleged incident. Actually, in an email I sent to her on September 24, 2010, I informed her that my landlord stated that, per my lease, any guest staying longer than two weeks consecutively would need to be added to the lease. The hashtag speaking out movement is creating change in our industry. I wish Liz all the best in her career inside and out of the ring, but I adamantly deny her allegations against me and could not let go without providing these details about our friendship. I do just want to say that this is an abridged version of his statement. His statement was huge and long. If you want to look it up, go look it up. But this is basically the main points about what he said. Well, to be fair, you can only take it seriously if you believe you did something wrong. And and, and I'll be the first to say, as a human being, I've done things that, after the fact, I realized was wrong, and I didn't at the time. So I, I can see that aspect of it, but...
right? Was it just was it just the middle finger in the butthole? Is she did she not get the middle finger in the butthole? Was that the difference? Yeah, I I hear you. It's it every, everything is gonna be so fucking gray. It, it's no different than the BLM, and I don't want to get into that right now. I can say this. Okay, Pasty, I can say this. Other than, like, relatives or my son's friends, I have never laid in the same bed with a woman that I did not want to put my penis in. 100%. 100%. I've laid in beds with plenty of women who thought we were just platonic friends, but at the bottom of, of the ninth... If they said, hey, want to put your penis in my vagina? I'd have been like, late all fucking night, bitch. You know what I mean? So it's, that's true. That's true. The whole, yeah, that's true. That, that's 100% true. Sorry. Pasty, I've slept with lesbian women before. It's, it, it doesn't matter if they're gay, straight, or what. It just is what it is. If you're, first of all, if you're gonna lay in a bed with somebody, you, sh- first of all, you should be on the guard. I'm not saying that you're that you're allowing something to happen and that anything to happen to bed, but you should be. Uh, yeah. And Pasty, the worst thing about all this is, is it's not always just men. Sometimes uh, women are brought into this. We learned about that with the old uh, cuckold uh, uh, cornet. But um, it moves into the U.K., it seems. Where? Werewolves. And I do want to say, um, she also mentioned if anybody has any more to say on this matter that they should contact the Norfolk police and not hers. So just putting that out there. Uh, It bothers me that she says no matter whether true or false, right or wrong. Does that mean some of it is true and some of it is right or it's all false and it's all wrong. Like, why do you even give the option? Not, not sure. Don't know anything about it. Um, You know what? That's wow. Pasty. Wow. I didn't even think of that, but let's just talk about her relationship issues that she's had. And, and we're not therapists, and, and I believe in free love and being so much open with your sexuality, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But, oh, my God, if that doesn't also – it's a red flag. 
yeah, who who abuse her and, and treat her, her poorly and shittily. Yeah, that's it doesn't it uh, it doesn't mean anything. Hundred percent, just because somebody's abused doesn't mean that they were abused as a child. But at the same time, it is a red flag. Yeah. Wow. God, I didn't even think of that, Pacey. That is something that should that that's something that should be brought up. Whether I mean, we don't we have no proof on anything on that, right? She hasn't, at least as of um, us recording. So. Wow, that is that is very interesting. That opens up a whole new dynamic. I never even thought of, and I should have. Pasty, way to be You're an eye opener. Uh, moving on, Impact Wrestling has announced that they have terminated the contracts of Joey Ryan, Dave Christ of OVE, and Michael Elgin, or champion. Yeah, nobody cares that Michael Elgin's gone. <laughs> Due to allegations coming out from their Speaking Out movement, Impact released statements on the releases saying, quote, Impact Wrestling confirms that it has terminated the contracts with Dave Chris and Joey Ryan effective immediately. In addition, it has suspended Michael Elgin pending further review of allegations of misconduct. Later, they posted, Impact Wrestling announces that Michael Elgin will not be appearing in any further Impact Wrestling programming. Word is, Impact is completely done with Elgin. He has been removed from the Impact website roster, and all his merchandise has been pulled from Shop Impact website already. Which, when you pull somebody's merchandise, that's a huge fucking thing. You know that's legit. (laughs) Impact officials reportedly informed Elgin of their decision earlier today. Ah, you know what? I don't support anything anybody negative has done, but I love Joey Ryan. If I want to get a fucking shirt, I need to hop on there now and get one. God damn it. I can't do it, though. I can't do it. I can't support him. Not right now. Not right now. I want to find out what happens from it. He might be an innocent one. We don't know. Probably not. Come on. Of course. Of course. It just happens. It happens. It's sad. It's sad, but it happens. (laughs) We need to underline this shit because it's legit. This motherfucker needs to be stopped. Alex the Castignator.
No, no, no. Allegations against Quaker Quackenbush. Right. We'll see how near that future is. It's sad because, and it is, if if what is is accused of him is true, it's horrible, it's awful, it's unexcusable, and I I don't condone it, and I don't think he should have a job. But goddamn, if Mike Quackenbush ain't just one of those wrestlers who started from the bottom, moved up into independence, and just created his own fucking buzz in his kind of the poster child for independent wrestlers. Like, this is a slap in the goddamned face for independent wrestlers, if this is true, because he he just is. It, it's Mike Quackenbush. He's, he's always been somebody who's always been talked about. When you talk about anybody who isn't signed to a major label, he's one of the top of your list. So that's... Part of me just hope. Well, actually, all of me hopes it's it's false because I hope that no woman was ever hurt by him, and I hope that he doesn't have to have this happen to him. But until then, I am believing the accusations a hundred percent. Oh, for sure. I, I'm always I'm always going to hundred percent believe in the favor of the ones who are accusing. Uh, this kind of stuff uh, brings us up to uh, Keith Lee, who took to Twitter this evening to add to his own story of the speaking out movement on social media. He said, I'm going to share a story with you that very, very few know. I'm watching, I know, right? I'm watching friends and associates hashtag speak out. I'm noticing how much strength it is taking them taking for them to bring forth their stories i shall stare one of my own i cannot lock down the time frame because of how hazy it has been for me however i was living in texas still during this time perhaps 2016 2017 i was in dallas for an event or maybe just to visit family i'm not sure afterwards i went to an old bar I would sometimes visit and sing at. It had been some time, so I was unfamiliar with the atmosphere, but the vibe of the music, it kept me interested. Afterwards, a young lady asked me to sit with me. I was alone, so I did not mind and welcomed her. She would continue to make passes throughout the night, citing all that she wanted to do to me. I politely declined and explained I enjoyed the company, but that chat could not continue. I expressed gratitude and went to put on a song for her to sing. But she would act shy and decline, saying she enjoyed listening to others, but didn't want attention on her. I even offered help with Bohemian Rhapsody. It's kind of my go-to when people are nervous about uh, karaoke. Unfortunately, it's right around here that things got extremely fuzzy to me. No matter how much I rack my brain, all I find myself able to recall, struggling to make things, to make it to the stage. I recall waking up naked in a hotel room. I don't even recall if it was my room. Confused and in a panic. 
I was fortunate enough to have my essentials, such as my wallet and phone. But who knows what all I lost? To this day, I know not what happened. I've tried to forget about it ever since, but I tell the story so people understand. Anyone can be a victim. Anyone! It is why I randomly stopped drinking and why it remains such a rarity to this day. Exactly. Oh, he's so handsome. I, I, I'd crawl for him. It's, it's an, it's a mental and an emotional thing. It's not a physical thing. And, Although, uh, you know, we, we have to stress, yes, obviously, women are the majority of the victims of this. It's not just women. It's also men. It's not also just small men like TJP. It's men like Keith Lee. who are, It's a mental and emotional thing. It has nothing to do with your physicality. We've talked about Pasty, and I'm going to bring this up, but it's old and I know it, but... We've talked about how Sean Waltman, X-Pac, the one, two, three kid, six-Pac, was very abusive to China, who was so much more muscular, stronger, physically abler than him. But it was the emotional, mental uh, that, that got to her. A hundred percent, yeah, a hundred percent. It takes the smallest of men to do that to a woman. Oh, good for them. Wow. They just really go all out, don't they? Come on now, come on, buddy. Just go take a lap around the 
Go take a lap around the performance center and drink a bunch of water. You'll get it out of your system soon enough. Come on. Yeah, you think? Funny. Good stuff. It, it, it's, it would be funny if it didn't have people's lives at risk. Am I, am I right? Like, it's humorous, but it's humorous only because we're not dying. <laughs> Fucking... Oh, God. oh, too right. I mean, I'm not denying that. I just, like you said, I just don't like to get political. But yeah, 100%. It's... The, the country opens up and COVID spikes. WWE opens up and COVID spikes. What the fuck? What do you think? Shut down. It's, it's a, yeah. <sighs> Oh, there's a lot of that shit going on right now. I, I I had a family member of mine who who was asking about how he had bought cruise uh cruise tickets for July. Why would you go on a fucking cruise right now? Oh my god, that's the worst thing. You're, I don't care if they're non-refundable. Don't go. It'll save you money in the long run. No. Uh, moving on, NWA television champion Ziggy Dice is reportedly leaving the promotion. That's sad. That's sad. I really enjoyed him. According to Fightful, Dice requested and was granted his release after the NWA emailed talent and said that it doesn't want any wrestlers that don't believe in the company's current vision. The move isn't official yet, and Dice only responded with, quote, outlandish when asked for a comment. Supposedly, the releases don't have any stipulations other than a standard non-disparagement clause. So right now, NWA is currently, they're one of the few wrestling companies that refuse, which is for their talent benefit. Huh? Correct. Dave Lagana stepped down. But before that, they had refused to... No, I actually no. I would disagree, and I think it actually is working because they are one of the current pro wrestling companies who have gone out and said we will not have publicly um, produced product, and we're just going to have a handful of self-produced videos. So. I mean, they, they've, they've really done their own thing, and Ziggy Dice apparently didn't think he fit in that program. Um, I would disagree with it having anything. I mean, if it does have anything to do with the, the COVID thing, it's because it has nothing to do with Dave Lagana. It has nothing to do with Dave Lagana. Well, if it could be left, you have to release a statement. This has nothing to do with that. He just, he didn't agree. He didn't want to do, he didn't want to do weekly YouTube videos. And that's understandable for a pro wrestler, right? But I don't think that has anything to do with Dave Lagana. I don't know. What else we got?
you would think. And it just went from there. I mean, it writes itself. Hello, folks. You don't have to pay anybody. Woo! Um, sad, but it sounds like Michael Logan ain't going to be a problem going on further, so fuck him. I'm not a Michael Logan fan, and Pacey, you're not either, are you? Yeah, so get him the fuck out of here. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a fuck what you do, Michael Logan. We're Sammy Callahan fans, though. It is work. I'll, 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 I will always say if I'm a fan of somebody's work. And I'm a fan of his work. Um, I, yeah, his work isn't good, so nobody gives a shit. Myron Reed, MLW middleweight champion, is looking to make waves for himself from a musical standpoint, pasty. Reed's debut rap album, Bangers Forever, was released on all major platforms last week. We at Beef Sticks Podcast, we recommend that you go download Bangers Forever. Check it out. Myron Reed, Bangers Forever. Check it out. Correct. Oh, hundred. Yeah, as we mentioned last week, I mean, he he has mental, he has uh, psychological issues. I mean, that's that's a one hundred percent true thing, and you can you can back the. Um, Hashtag speaking out and also back people who have mental issues. That's that's something you're allowed to do. You don't have to pick one or the other. Right, Pasty? Oh, you don't want to... <laughs> you didn't want to make a statement on that. No, no, for real, for real. If you, if you have mental issues, if you have pre-existing mental issues... Things happen. That doesn't mean what you did was okay. We're not even saying that's what what he did was okay, but we're also saying that maybe he needs help. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it's a gray area for me. A hundred percent. It's a gray area for me. I think that somebody who has pre-existing conditions, hello Trump, um, maybe should get something extra. Um, yeah, that, that, I mean, that's the end of my statement. Um, Sammy Guevara has also been suspended after a 2014 podcast he featured on that has recently reemerged, in which he joked that he would, quote, rape Sasha Banks. Yeah, folks. I don't think I ever mentioned raping Sasha Banks. I don't think I ever did. Since this uh, resurfaced, Guevara has personally reached out to Banks and apologized because, you know, after you say, I'm going to fucking rape you, it's perfectly okay if you say, but I'm sorry. 
Uh, both parties have tweeted out about the conversation, and AEW has indefinitely suspended Guevara without pay until he has completed... <sighs> rehab and sensitivity training. That's not a real thing. That's not a real thing. That's a Vince fucking McMahon thing. Kind of? I mean... Yeah, that's, that's a positive thing, but it's definitely Tony Khan doing that. That was Sammy Guevara doing that. Um, yeah, it's you know what? It in all honesty, I would like to. In all honesty, I'll be the first person who's not a Sammy Guevara fan to say I would like to see what the entire. If that's all he put, then fuck him. He's a horrible human being. If there was an entire post that he put, and that's just a screen grab of it, I would like to see what he had to say because sometimes things are taken out of context, and I'll be the first person to say that too. Um, but I will also say if he's never allowed back on AEW TV, I'm not going to be sad. Sammy Guevara was way over-fucking-rated and undersold. He just... He never did anything. At least not that we know of. I mean, maybe he does, but not that we know of. But at the same time, yeah, I I, I really want to see... All, all that you and I know is that it says he would like to rape Sasha Banks. I'd like to see the entire context and see if maybe there's... Yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> but if... <laughs> I'm not going to. Fuck him. But I, I would like to know what the entire thing is, so maybe it was just a joke taken out of context. It happens, right? Oh, and still, Pasty, the only WWE-related names so far in the wake of the Speaking Out movement are El Ligero, Travis Banks, and Jack Gallagher. It has been noted that of all the WWE-related talent called out from last week, Jack Gallagher was the only one who admitted any wrongdoing. <laughs> I also don't think that should have been in the uh, in the speaking out sentinel, but you know what? There it was. Oh, rock on! Way to go, Undertaker! <laughs> there you go, Undertaker. You just fucking take him. Apparently now, now it is one story. <laughs> um, Impact Wrestling has terminated Tessa Blanchard's contract and stripped her of the Impact World Championship, according to PW Insider. 
this is fucking huge, and this is wild, and uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to see where this goes in the future. Tessa was originally going to defend the Impact World title at Slammiversary on, on July 18th against Eddie Edwards. Both, uh, not only just Eddie Edwards, but Ace Austin and Trey in a four-way. The match was going to be her first match since the COVID-19 outbreak. She has been stuck in Mexico due to the pandemic and missed several empty arena TV tapings. PW Insider reports that Tessa was supposed to send promos from Mexico for a June episode of Impact, but she never sent them. Reportedly, there were even attempts made to get her to return and drop the title, but neither side could come to terms. Tessa Blanchard won the Impact World Championship earlier in January at the Hard to Kill pay-per-view, after defeating then-champion Sammy Callahan. She became the first woman to ever win a major world championship, and it was a huge ordeal. For real. The following is Impact's official statement. Quote, Impact Wrestling confirmed that it has terminated its relationship with Tessa Blanchard and has stripped her of the Impact World Wrestling Championship. Blanchard has been a subject of contention throughout the year with social media messages from former co-workers accusing her of racism just before she was set to win the gold at Hard to Kill this past January. As of now, Daga, Blanchard's fiancé, is also quarantined in Mexico but but still currently signed to a, quote, multi-year impact contract as of this recording. I, I would think so. I, I can't imagine Impact would want to lose their... I think she's their biggest star. That's my personal thing. Right. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, that makes sense. No, she should. She definitely should. I um yeah, and you know, and and the thing is, I mean, part of it isn't her fault. She, the Mexico America border is not open at this time. But if she was asked to send video. I, I can't imagine that she couldn't get video of promos, even decent video, whether it's good or great or whatnot. So, yeah. She was, I mean, this, this was going, the saddest fucking thing, Pacey, this was going to be her year. Like, she could have been wrestler of the fucking year this year if COVID hadn't happened. But. None of us, none of us know at this point. We don't know what's going to happen next week, Pacey. Bro, Sasha Banks, oh, oh my god. When I, when I was at the WWE the other week, I wanted to just go fucking rape that woman. You had a tryout? Wow. And I'm Fat Mac. And I'm always an alibi. 